All right, duck. What are you doing? Hey, old shug. Where are you going? Who's that lad? Who's that lad? Voice notes, lad. Voice notes, lad. It's Liam. Hello everybody, welcome to episode number 10 of the Voice Notes podcast presented by our friends at Fasta Pasta, Cambridge's premier fresh pasta delivery service. Wow, 17th of March, what the fuck? Here we are, halfway through March um, and it's, yeah, it's. I think it's officially the year since as everyone's talking about. It's not as big as I thought it would be, every, the kind of beg about, uh, <coughs> excuse me, covid being like a, the year anniversary maybe it's not the year anniversary i know it was like i saw on facebook earlier this video of these women fighting over lou roll uh in a supermarket and i was like yeah that was that was like a year ago that was mad that was a funny story remember we was in top valley tesco in nottingham and the toilet roll aisle was cordoned off after a certain point the sort of dust had settled when everyone went mental because because that, t- that time period seemed like a long time, but I don't think it was actually was that long, because I think it just seemed very long, because everyone was going to the shops every five seconds. Like, you'd go to the shops, you'd forget the 18 packets of pasta, and then go rushing back, like, in a panic. Not me, but, you know, I'll say not me, but... Huh. Um, and then you'd... Uh, yeah, it, it, but, yeah, the dust had settled, and there was loo roll available after people had gone like mental on the loo roll and there was like the toilet the toilet roll aisle was cordoned off there was a security guard on the toilet roll aisle and then there was a woman working like a, just a woman who worked at tesco and she was just kind of it was cordoned off you couldn't get in there except her or the security guard and then she would take orders but yeah that was a year ago how look how far we've come um but yeah <laughs> episode number 10 of the voice notes podcast got straight into it there and we are sorry oi that's live but episode number 10 of the voice notes podcast uh the first little milestone as well first uh first little wee milestone as well which is quite nice fuck i stink sorry just that fart was awful it was wretched even stink would say that stinks but we move on we'll keep rolling we're keeping this on um just me this week as well for the 10th episode the 10th episode um, as opposed to last week's or the last couple of weeks kind of rock and roll guests we've had. Big thanks to everyone who's um, who's come on, obviously Jamie and uh, Tyler as well. Um, both are the official something of the podcast now. So Jamie is the official Scotsman of the podcast. Uh, every every man in Scotland is like, fuck, fucking bastard. But, and then Tyler is now the official bare knuckle boxer of the podcast. Like Reese Chapman is the official film director of the podcast so if you are something if you do something like i don't know something notable like even being scottish for example you you can be the uh you can be the first welshman of the podcast or welsh woman of the of the podcast we don't discriminate on this podcast but yeah um a bit of a kind of rock and roll two weeks like last week was quite busy in regards to just recording and setting up and uh, doing all the uh, interviews, so I'm glad everyone enjoyed them. We've had some good feedback, and hopefully, both well, more a lot more to come, obviously, which I'd like to I'd like to address a lot more to come, and also, yeah, hopefully, those guys will be on it again. Um, you know, I had some really good feedback. Everyone enjoyed the Tyler interview, and everyone enjoyed uh, the music talk, which I I want more of because 
yeah, I just I love sort of kind of chatting about music, even though my insights aren't that great. It's just I'll say I like something, and then I'll just be like, yeah, just kind of play. It. I'll be like, yeah, just this is brilliant. It's just sick. It's just really, really sick. Wouldn't give any sort of intricate, you know, analysis onto it whatsoever. Just it's sick. So. <laughs> hopefully it was hopefully it was insightful hopefully you liked listening to to my take and Jamie was a bit more prepared than than myself but yeah hey ho we did it um so first little milestone I'll say again for the temp for the tenth time we're in double digits and it's quite literally it's all up from here numerically <laughs> but no I kid I kid um uh, thanks everyone for the support the last few weeks and the feedback like I said shut the fuck up Liam stop repeating yourself um, I'm going to get straight into it as well with, I would have the football on actually, but I haven't got my second laptop with me. So we're going to go into the fantasy football segment, which has been neglected the last couple of weeks. My sincere apologies to all you, um, the VMPers who are avid fantasy football players. So decent week last week. I'm going to go on to, I think because I missed... Game week 26 and game week 27. So we're going to go over those in a bit more detail. The transfers I made. I need to make a note of the transfers I made. because And then the people I sort of subbed in and subbed out. I don't really sub that many people out. I just kind of ma- mainly rotate my goalkeepers. because And one or two defenders. Because everyone's, everyone's fairly solid. Or top. But game week 26. We digress. Um, very good week. 68 points. Um... With this one, the star performers is the defence that did it for me. So it was Chilwell, Diaz, Stones, Cresswell, and then because they all just got they were absolutely banging. And I think I got Cresswell in and as a late start. I'm very gassy by the way. I'm having cherry coke, which is the brand new obsession in in this household. Me, myself, Connor, who unfortunately cannot join us this week, um, he's he's obsessed with it. He buys it by you know the the box, and I've bought. I keep buying cans all over the gaff. So my housemate actually stole one of the cans in my fridge the other day, which is a bit dodgy, but he replaced it and he owned up to it. Anyway, we push on. Game week 26 was a good week. 68 points, a very just very solid week there. Game week 27, 60 points, solid again. Defenders, Aaron Cresswell, doing really well uh, for me. Bruno Fernandes, just fucking powerhouse. Shay Adams as well, another big one. And I took out, because I had, I remember I bought in Rodriguez in for Grealish, because Grealish is injured, I think, at the moment. But Rodriguez hasn't really been that good, really, that just since like week two of the season, I'd say. Sorry, Hamez. But yeah, Everton have been a bit up and down, up and down, and they don't really seem to play him that much. Maybe it's because he's injured, I'm not really that aware. And this week... 59 points. So Schmeichel's been in goal for the last few weeks. He's he's been a decent performer. Diaz and Stones is a pretty masterstroke for myself. I said that like I'm the only person who knows who they are and who has them in their team. But that was a bit of a game changer for me because I was kind of struggling for getting points at the back. So bringing those two in was very good because they scored goals as well. This week, John Stone scored. Uh, so 14 points from him, 6 points from Diaz, 6 points from Chilwell. Chilwell finally turning up after a few weeks. Bruno Fernandes as well, 6 points to Captain Zaha. I'm surprised I never have Zaha in that often anyway. Um, 6 points, Calvert-Lewin, 6 points. 
Ollie Watkins, five points, and a lowly one point from Patrick Bamford, Aaron Cresswell with two points. My bench, I was pissed off. Oh yeah, John McGinn got one point. I was pissed off that they swapped in, because I had Chilwell on the bench, and I'd started Sterling. I've since taken Sterling out of the team, or the operation altogether, and added another player, which I will reveal in just a second. You wait with bated breath. But I had, because I thought, with Dwight McNeil on the bench, and I thought, ah, brilliant, he's going to sub off for... Sterling, another midfielder for a midfielder. Wasn't the case. I just missed out on another four points. And I know I know four points doesn't sound a lot, but in a title race, it's quite a lot. And I'm going to give a little message to Arthur Horsfall, who is in my fantasy league. I'm in three fantasy leagues. I'm fourth in one, second in the other, and top in another one. I'm more concerned about the one I'm top now. I've kind of given up on the other two because I'm kind of far away. But this one, I'm, I'm all in with. The person who's second isn't chirping me. The person in second who is closest to me isn't on me all the time. The person in third is on me all the time. He's chirping me. He's like, you better watch your back, mate. I'm watching my back for Jack, not you, pal. It's not happening. You're not going to do it. So keep dreaming, son. Keep dreaming. Anyway, I've added players this week. It's going to be a bit of a tough week for points, I'd say. Because I've got one, two, three... One, two. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six players out of a possible 11 who are playing. I've captained Abamyang. I've taken out Sterling. Sorry, Raheem. And I've added, yeah, I've added your boy, Abama Blood, Clark Yang. And I've put Ollie Watkins as the vice captain. So that is the fantasy football segment of the week. Um, you can now retune yourself if you are not a fantasy football fan. Arthur, turn it back on as well, mate, because I'm giving you some pointers there, mate. I need to yeah, give, give these free this, this free advice. And I'm still to play my free hit. Still to play the free hit. So I'm biding my time on that one. Anyway, um, yeah, Wednesday we're recording this. Yeah, Wednesday, St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day um, uh, to all the Irish people out there. Hey, how's it going? Um, and also the people who think they're Irish with a distant Irish an- 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 ancestry. We've all been there. We've we've all been there. But there's, there comes a time when you kind of think, right, I need to cop on it. I'm not actually Irish. So there's no, there's there's not, there's very, 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 very distant Irish ancestry in me. Um, I thought my family was because my, my mother's side's from Liverpool, I thought there was like a big like Irish contingent there. But it's mainly Welsh, so hmm. but anyway. Um when St David's Day comes around, you you just you watch me. Um but yeah yeah please just uh, stop. You're not Irish. Um you know you're English pretty much. So yeah. Happy St Patrick's Day to the real Irish people out there. Slantia Anyway, um, other stuff that's going on this week. Uh, oh yeah, I was going to talk about beer as well. The, I've, I asked, well, it wasn't a poll on the on the old Instagram. It was just a begging the question: What beers do you like? Um, and what's your favourite beers? What's your worst beers? Etc. Etc. People said Estrella. People said Star of Brahman. There was some uh, some hipster funky beers in there. Um, Eggenberg Hof, Hofpen Konig, an Australian 
Australian, Austrian Pilsner, Pilsner, um, Blue Moon, uh, Hop House Lager was commented. Hop House Lager, the the tier above God tier. That is bold. That is very bold. I said Guinness's top top tier is God tier. Sorry, because it fucking is. Guinness is the best um, drink, like pint to have on draft. It just is. It just yeah. For me, for me, for me. It's the best ones out on draft, Gary. It's the best one. But I've topped, I've I've given sort of a list of because we've spoken about this a little bit um, previously, but never really did like a top a list of them. Um, I've already mentioned one, so it was um, the best drink I've had. The the, the best drink I've had, the best um, pint, like I said on draft. Well, my favourite, personal favourite, is Guinness. You can't really mimic it with a can. Uh, or the bottle. I've never had Guinness out of a bottle, but I can't really have Guinness out of a can. It's just a bit of a snob in that regard because I love it so much. It needs to be perfect, and you need to risk, like as well. If you get a shit pint of Guinness, and not saying like shit, is it, if it tastes a bit bad, then if it tastes awful, then yeah, take it back. But if it um, if it looks shite, in in what I mean by that. If there's if there's fucking dripping down the side, take it back and have a word with the barman because you need to respect the Guinness. If if it's busy, then I can maybe if it's a busy bar, if it's a packed bar, I can maybe understand. But at the same time, come on, you know, let, don't let it slip. It's Guinness. You could do it with lager. You could do it with yeah any other pint, but you can't really do it with Guinness because it just messes the aesthetics up, messes everything, it messes up my Instagram post for fuck's sake. Um, more importantly, but you need to you need to respect the Guinness. If it's dripping down the sides, take it back and have a word. You, if even if there's no excuse if it's not busy. If it's a dead if it's a dead pub, and you know it's still a bit of a shit bite, then yeah, take it back. If there's, if there's no head as well, yeah, yeah, don't get me started. But yeah, the best my favourite beer to have on draft is a Guinness, and I can't wait to go back to the pub to order a Guinness. I think I'm gonna. I think the move is for most people uh, to order two pints when you get to the pub, especially if you're about to sesh. Um, order two pints, down the first one, and then enjoy the second one, just because of the novelty. Like because we haven't, especially in Nottingham, we've not had pubs open since October. But like pub, like but that's that's even with pubs with food. So like Weatherspoons is pretty much the only place, and like Hungry Horses. Not actual pubs like the Sherwood. Love that place. I cannot. I cannot wait to go back to that place. Um, but yeah, favorite part on draft is Guinness. So I'll say no more. Ice cold Heineken straight out of a bottle is the best bottle. That and it's on par with Star Pramen as well. Star Pramen was like the official beer of the first lockdown for Connor and I because we just we drank it as if it was going out of fashion. It was a bit stupid. But, um, yeah, Ice Cold Heineken, I've mentioned it before on the podcast, that is absolutely gorgeous. Also, out of a can, my favourite can is either any beer from the 330ml cans and Stella. Just ice cold Stella out of a can. It's almost creamy. It's like, sorry, it's almost creamy. God, I'm I'm pumping and trumping all the way tonight. It's absolutely gorgeous, and when I was, I don't know what, when I was asked this question, 
once by people who ran a pub with like a, a craft beer pub essentially but it wasn't a, it was like a it wasn't a craft beer pub because they still sold lager but they had to because it was um it just wasn't uh, an independent like bar where you can they, they could sort of sell what they wanted it was still owned by a, a chain and when you sort of you're you know you're you're greeted by these people you're met with these people who are really into their craft beer they instantly ask you the question like oh do you like craft beer then like are you obviously a big beer drinker and i was like oh, am i um i'll start with like i remember saying yeah i like punk ipa uh, sierra nevada and they their faces instantly drop because they're like this fucking noob right here and and they were like oh, so what's your favorite beer and i was kind of like i think i was hung over at the time because it was a, a morning shift and i was a bit like oh god like what and i was actually thought and i said to him like ah oh, stella ice cold stella out of a can it's absolutely banging it's but and i went on this massive tangent about how great stella from a can is and how cold it is and how amazing it is and uh this girl she just looked at me she's just like yeah i've never heard anyone speak about stella like that and she but she didn't sound that jovial she was kind of like wow this this fucking guy um but yeah no it's fuck those people i don't care they're they're kind of people if you are into craft beer and i know a few people who are and the people i know who are they are into it they know all the bits and bobs kind of like wine tasting you can't really because even if you don't know that much i think you can bullshit your way quite what i'm trying to say is it's obvious as it's obvious as fuck when you're trying to you're literally bullshitting your way through tasting a beer or tasting a glass of wine which you think you know it's, it's some it's pretension sort of thing and like oh yeah i just i yeah if you know a lot about wine then yeah i get it um but uh and and bit and beer but i think wine's a bit more intricate because yeah i just think it is isn't it yeah beer's just beer a lot of craft beer people are like just sh- shutting this down right now it's not just beer but it's uh it's just beer isn't it just you know it's just lager lager for the boys um so the favorite can is stella also, just canned. What else? Oh yeah, no favorite other like lager from a draft. So Guinness is a stout. I would go with Cronenberg, but you can only get Cronenberg really in like a few places. You can't get. You can get it in Weatherspoons, but that's pretty much it. I can't really, can't remember. There's, there's not many pubs who have Cronenberg which is a shame because Cronenberg's smooth Cronenberg's so nice it's lo- it's lovely the little bottles kind of annoy me it's a bit of a you know a uh, bit weird because I like the little cans but I don't like the little bottles maybe it's just a bit of a, a weird beg I have but yeah I like the I like the, I, I, no I don't like the little bottles but a bottle oh, what am I saying a pint of Cronenberg is smooth as you like it's lovely refreshing most pints are the stuff that you stay away from, it's mad how, I want, to, I want to say how your palate changes with beer, especially as a, like, from from being a young boy, not say young boy, when you start drinking it with your mates in parks at like 15, like 15, 16, uh, 14, 15, 16, 17, Gary, 
you know, from a young age, you're just you're drinking to just get pissed up. You're not you're not drinking a can of Fosters and thinking, God, you know that that is the Amber Nectar. That's absolutely lovely. You're just drinking it to you know feel the effects. And it's mad. I would never really touch a Fosters now, um, just because it's just not really. Carling would never touch. It's just a bit. Actually, we went for a bit of a Carling phase because I liked the glass, the new glass they have, and I even stole one of them. Uh, from the pub we went to, it's kind of yeah. It's because beforehand it was just a kind of straight, just carling, just quite a thick glass, bit of a booty on it. Uh, but this one's a bit more artisan, quite like maybe I am a bit of a trendy wanker when it comes to beer. Maybe I am, maybe I'm not. Who knows? You be the judge. But you can't be. Uh, yeah, it's mad how your palate change, your sort of tastes change because then you just the stuff you used to drink. I know no one who still drinks Strongbow Super Strong. There's no, there's no, not one person I know who still drinks Strongbow Super Strongbow Super Strong. That's a tongue twister in itself. Strongbow Dark Fruits on the other hand, a lot of people drink it. It's lovely, lovely summer drink, gorgeous stuff. It's kind of like, also, yeah, it's that's kind of like um, a Snake Bite Black, pretty much. That's pretty much what a Snake Bite Black is. But it's just cider, though. Snake Bite Black, I don't care what you say, is the best drink of all time. This girl at work was saying, because it's, kind of, it's, a, it's a big uni drink, you just down it. And when I say I still love Snake Bite Blacks, everyone's like, oh, what? Ugh, it's a uni drink, it's disgusting. It's like, wasn't disgusting when you were drinking it, mate, was it? For three, four years. It was gorgeous. It was lovely. That was your, that was your life. It's absolutely lovely stuff. I had a, I had a posh um, Snake Bite Black once. It was... Because it's half cider, half lager, and then you top up with cordial. I had, um, back at uni, I would just get like the cheapest lager, the cheapest cider, probably the strongest cider, like a can of K. If I was doing my own homemade ones, <coughs> excuse me, and then just cordial, just any old black cordial, black currant cordial. When I was working in this pub, like a couple of years ago, to save a bit of money for, I was working on the weekends, I was like, I kind of something came over. I was like, oh, I was like, said to the, said to the boss, I was like, oh, mate, can I have a? It's all right if I have snake bite black. And he, because apparently snake bites um, are illegal now, like actual proper snake bites, because I think it is still the same, like lager, half lager, half cider, and it's also like a shot of vodka or it's a shot of something. So it's fairly hardcore, like a proper snake bite. And he was like, oh, no, they're illegal. They're they're illegal now, but. So you can't have them. But I was like, oh, I'm not going to have a snake bite black. Then he goes, oh, okay, just the one. Because he was kind of a bit wary all the time that the feds were watching. But nobody ever did. And um, yeah, I had it. It was, uh, what lager did I have? I had Heineken, which was already as posh. Aspels. And then the good stuff. The Robinsons. The Robinsons had top it off. I mean, name a... Name a posher one. Name a po- what's what's a posh beer? Probably the most expensive beer. Hogar- I was about to say Hogarden, but Hogarden's not even a beer; it's a cider. Hogarden in, I'd say posh beer's Blue Moon. You'd yeah the, yeah posh beer's Blue Moon. Heineken's not posh. Um, Hogarden only go only say it's posh because where I'm from, um, in Eli. There's a pub called The Cutter by the river. One of the best places to have a drink in the summer, I'll I'll tell you. 
they always sell um, Home Garden, and I think people just buy it for the for the novelty, for the glass, because the glass is quite cool, and it's massive and it's big and it's just it's not even it's not even like a full pint. It's one of them, you know, the Camden pints you get. It just feels like a cup of it's like a glass cup of of beer, and it's not really because it's just very th- like on the whip. If you can see the motions I'm doing now, the whip of it is quite. You know, big and very circular. Obviously, it's not a very. It just doesn't feel like a pint. But with the Hogarden one, it's a heavy glass, and I think they just get away with the price because of the glass, which is really annoying. And they add like, do they do they put a lemon in it or do they put a orange in it, like Blue Moon? Also, if you put, I don't know who. Obviously, the big wigs of Blue Moon thought of this. The, the orange does not add to the taste of the blue moon. The blue moon actually is okay, but you take the orange out every single time. I don't know anyone who still has it with the um, with the fucking orange because it's just yeah, it's a cocktail then, isn't it? It's not a beer. Uh, <laughs> that was it's, I'm not actually. I won't tell that story. It's not my story to tell. But I was, I'll I'll try and get them on there on the podcast one day. This that was very ominous. Sorry, that was about people ordering beer and being well, whatever I'm not going to tell it um, but yeah that was the yeah but beer yeah it's mad how your palate changes like the favourite just there's nothing better than also just situation beers beers after work on a Friday in the summer especially what the fuck was that beers on a, beers after work on a Friday especially in the summer just feels different it's just great it's fantastic just beers on a Friday after a long week of work is great um holiday beers holiday beer on the balcony holiday beer after the shower just getting ready to go out beer i think just yeah just there's certain situation beers tell me some situation beers as well just um give us the give us the lowdown i think probably the favorite is the holiday on the balcony beer after like a day at the beach, day at the pool, you've done a f- whatever you do on holiday, you go, you know, see the sights wherever you are, whatever you're doing. If it's a beach holiday, you've been chilling by the beach, just having a good time, soaking up the sun. If you're on a bit of a kind of traveling holiday when you want to soak in a little bit on the sights, depending on where you are, you know, having a beer after that, it's quite a nice little day. You have a nap and then you have another beer. It's just, it's just very nice. It's a very sunny, it's just bloody lovely weather. It's just fucking gorgeous, and then it's just a really refreshing beer, whichever one you're, whichever one you're drinking. Um, yeah, there's, oh, where was, there was, yeah, just there's, there's so many situation beers like, ah, oh, beers before like a you head out for like a family function, it's quite fun. Like a few drinks before, you know, family. Like say if you're staying in a hotel, or like say if it's like a family wedding or if it's a family do, someone's having a christening. Um, just whatnot, and you're, you know, you're in the you're in the room. You get a few beers from the from, you know from the shop. You put them in the bar in the in the mini bar in the in your hotel room. If you've got that, you try and call them, or just go down the hotel bar, have a beer there. It's just yeah, it's just yeah, great beers. Beers before a wedding. We and the, me and the lads, um, listener of this podcast actually, Jack uh, Burford, um, was getting married. To his wife Alice Burford, um, and they were <clears throat> we we were invited to the afters, and we got there, and we were just having a few beers beforehand, and we were actually because <laughs> we got we turned up there was me 
and Connor was there as well, and a couple of other our mates. We all like uni boys. We all lived together. And we got there and we were in our trackies before like, we need to get into the rooms. But the rooms were blocked off and we couldn't get, we needed the key. But we went to go into the actual place to go, but we couldn't have not like, because we perked ahead around the corner and where they were having, because they were having the dinner, the wedding dinner. And we were like, oh God, we, we can't actually like not get the attention of the, the wedding planner without like going into the hall in our scruffs when everyone's in their finery. So it's a bit kind of like, oh god, we're gonna have to wait for someone to come out, or we're not gonna, we're not gonna get it, or get in. So this woman comes out for a fag, and we're like, oh, excuse me, can you? We're just waiting to. We're here for. We're part of the wedding party. We're here to come. We just need to get our room keys. Could you let someone know, like the wedding planner, and we'll get the. <laughs> we can go and get dressed and get ready. And she was like, oh yeah, cool, yeah, all right, dog. It wasn't really, it's like as if she didn't even listen to us. When she walked in, we were like, okay. And then our mate Jack came out with his wedding. He was, he was like, all right, check it out, boys, with the, re- with the wedding ring. And we were like, hey, congratulations. And then he said, like, well, but where's the, because the, you must be the band then. And we were like, what? Because the, the woman told the wedding planner that we were the band. Like, so, because, <laughs> but to be fair, we were, we did have a load of bags of us and then we just, just slugging beers and a bottle of champagne but we yeah need to say yeah whatever but I'll have to I'll have to get people onto the story I'm not very good I'm not very good tonight you have to bear with me it's kind of like the first podcast um, where it's just kind of a bit of a car crash but yeah we push on um, but yeah enough about beer uh, talk about the summer summer beers great beer lovely beer um, but yeah the summer is is coming it's a, it's a coming um it's really nice going for walks the last couple of days like say last night and this afternoon was really really nice it's just a very very pleasant like sunny evening walking around the park it's just yeah you can feel you can i can taste it i can taste the summer so really looking forward to that also i'm now questioning or wondering i'm i might not get my hair cut when it comes to the barbers come being open, because I quite like my long hair. I even bought to kind of combat this for when it does get very long. It's very long now, but to combat it when it does get even longer, I just bought an Alice band. So <laughs> I haven't bought an Alice band in years. I bought one. Alice bands have changed. They've always just been the one piece, like the sort of half, like just basically like the arc, like the hair band. They've, have they always been like that? Because I had one once where it was like a kind of zigzaggy sort of hook thing you had to wrap it around your hair which you were going to tie up and then clip it in that was that's what i thought an alice band was because i was looking for them and i was like there's no alice bands here and then yeah so alice bands have changed there's nothing sacred anymore not even the alice band blade runner's not even though blade runner the remake was really good um yeah, it's, it's nothing sacred, the Alice Band. But anyway, I've not worn it out yet. It, I would look like an absolute... Unless you're Fernando Torres, you can't really get away with it. Or unless you're Gareth Bale. Gareth Bale wore one for years, didn't he? But his, his hair's been... Just as footballers kind of suit it. Probably because they've not got receding hairlines like me. I wish... Uh, that's the only... That's, I'd, lo- I'd love just a straight hairline. That's another thing. You know, you look at when you get older, you're like, oh God, when you see a, when you see a strong hairline, you're like, Hugh, lucky bastard. But yeah, an Alice Band, 
yeah, I've not worn it around. I've, I've only worn it around the house in the mornings, especially like when I get out of the shower and I pin my like put my hair back, put you know, put my hair back, and in the evenings as well, if it's you know getting my face. It's not even that long to get in my face. I think I've just worn. I'm just wearing it as an affectation right now. It's not even that long. Maybe th- me slagging off people who are a bit of a beg. Maybe I'm just those. Maybe I am the beg here. Maybe yeah. Maybe maybe we're the bad guys. Um, <laughs> also, uh, I did a bit of a I did a shit thing yesterday. It wasn't not really a shit thing, but you know when you go for a wee or go for you go you go to the toilet, you go for a number two, and then a little bit of wee comes out. But I was weeing, and it was making a strange noise. I was like, "What's going on?" So it, it went through the little hole. Every every guy I know has ever done this. They've, they've done this at some point. It went through the hole in the middle of the the toilet seat, and it kind of I was like, oh, "For fuck's sake, this hasn't happened in in days that <laughs> in in years." So like it was, I was just like, "For God's sake!" And this that's that's one thing, yeah, that, that always happens in a man's life. Just the, the the wee through the the trap, the little gap. Why don't why do toilet companies when they make toilet seats? Maybe I'm just I've got an old fashioned toilet or like gap you know why don't they make gapless toilet things why what's the also yeah because like men and women both use use the same toilet but surely just make it so maybe i'm wrong maybe there's like modern toilets where there's there is no gap but like there's always like everyone's always i'm always kind of wary of it as well this time i wasn't because i was just i needed to go to the toilet but yeah, I just yeah, that's always that that hadn't happened in years. That's just, and when it happens, you're like, oh for God's sake! And then you it kind of, I, don't know, I was a bit nostalgic about it when I was a kid. I was like, oh, when I did that when I was a kid, I thought it was the end of the world. I was like, mum, and then you know, it wasn't in the world. It's just kind of funny mistake you make. Um, but now it's just like, oh for fuck's sake! Like it's, that's another thing. Like you, the things you used to do when you were a kid that are kind of funny, like the little things, like little mistakes you made. You know, like shitting yourself. Maybe a bit funny, but now it's just like, for God's not again, for God's sake. But, uh, yeah, I'm not, gonna, I'm not even going to go into that. Um, yeah, this it, it was like a sit down wee slash poo yesterday, and it was, yeah, I went through the gap and went on the floor. I did clean the floor up. Don't, you know, that's I should have said that straight away. Did clean the floor up, so yeah. My bad. Um, also, as I say, speaking of shit, um, not speaking of shit, it was uh, Mother's Day on the weekend. Hope you all had a great Mother's Day. Saw some uh, lovely little posts out there. Um, for those of you who can enjoy it with your mother, um, hope you guys had a great time. I spoke to my mum, sent her some, sent her a prazzy. She had a good time. She had a nice little day. but And she got a vaccine as well. Her and my, her and my stepdad um, got a vaccine. So that's quite good. Also, what is the what is the picking process? I swear, this guy I know who's a journalist, a year older than me, has gotten it. Is it because he's he was used to be asthmatic? Are people if you're do you skip the queue if you've been asthmatic once in your life? I say asthma like it's like a passing like it's a fad. This is what a teacher used to think at school. So he used to think that asthma was just an excuse for fat lazy kids <laughs> to get out of PE. And for some of them it was, but it's, yeah, asthma is a general thing. I used to have an inhaler. I don't know why, 
because my mum said I used to get out of breath quite a lot. I think she probably tried to make the excuse because I was a bit of a fat kid. I yeah, I don't know. I, I I've never been asthmatic. It must be awful though, being asthmatic. Girl, sorry, sorry guys. But um, is it because if you yeah, if you, say if you're just whatever age, you just jump the queue because you're asthmatic. What's why? Am I being stupid? Why? Because I know people. If you if you don't if you have asthma, you don't wear a mask because you're you're exempt. Which is fair enough, makes sense. But why do you need the vaccine more than Edna, who's eighty nine and can't see straight? And yeah, so what? Why, why? Yeah, why? If you're like a twelve year old with asthma, maybe I'm just being really ignorant and a bit stupid, which is usually the case. So yeah, so yeah. Um, speaking of speaking of ignorance, no, um, it was yeah, but Mother's Day, um, and also I hope you guys got your Mother's Day cards from Gabby Kenny Art. So make sure you check her out um, on the Instagram page for exclusive, well, just yeah, personalised gift cards um, and little messages and stuff. So she does she does for all events. So Mother's Day, Father's Day, Christmas, Hanukkah birthdays, Halloween, you name it. You got an event, someone's passed the driving test, you get them a card from Gabby Kenny Arts. Someone's got a new job, you get them a card from Gabby Kenny Arts. So yeah, it's um, a no-brainer. Cheap and uh, it's personalised and you're supporting local as well. Um, don't go to the big chains, go support local, go to Gabby Kenny Arts on Instagram, at Gabby, at Gabby Kenny Art to get Easter cards. Easter's coming up. So everyone loves a bit of Easter. But yeah, Easter cards. Easter, do people really do Easter cards? It's just more of just an egg thing, isn't it? It's just the egg exchange, the chocolate egg exchange. And that's the thing as well. You get like... Well, to be fair, I wouldn't want about like five different eggs now. I just want the one big one, which I can just focus on for the next few days. So you get the big egg and you just put it in the fridge. Chocolate always in the fridge, by the way. If it's di- Not if it's a... Um, Mars bar or Snickers, don't put those in the fridge because of the nougat in there. Even with the no Milky Ways as well. But if it's just a ripple, a twirl, flakes, all those that kind, Galaxy chocolates and dairy milk, you put them in the fridge. It's a great workout for your jaw. It just tastes better. You just, like yeah, cold chocolate is the best. It's good for you as well. Science says so. Yeah, put it in the fridge. Um. But you, yeah, you get the big egg to focus on for the next few days. You just sort of chip away at it. It's just a nice little um, uh, Easter project you have, and yeah, it's just it's just nicer than devouring it for the next for the next few days. I actually, when I was a kid, I got a Cadbury's. I got the cream egg, um, egg, and they usually give you like a mug, um, and a few cre- little cream eggs. But back in the day, they did the like a box of six eggs, like six Cadbury cream eggs. And one of those is like a bit of a mission now. But I had six of them in one sitting. And I went downstairs and told my dad, I was like, Dad, I had six eggs. And he was, I feel serious. I was I'm not fucking surprised. And I couldn't, if, yeah, if I had six Cadbury's cream eggs now, I'd vomit all over the place. But they've never done, I'm so surprised they've never done the, just a big, like, bigger version of the Cadbury's cream egg. Because that would sell. Like everyone would buy that just for the novelty, because you could then you could really that would be a project you could just really chip away at that. Just use it as a dipping sauce. It's perfect. Like 
Yeah, I don't know how they... I don't know why they haven't done that. Or they, if they have done it, they've probably done it... If you can get Cadbury's cream eggs in America, do you? It's just a... Because you can get certain Cadbury's products. Um, Cadbury's. But Cadbury's cream egg. You can't get it in America, can you? But yeah, yeah I'm surprised they've never done it. No, 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 no. That wasn't even a word then. Because that would sell. That would be a big time seller. I don't know why they don't do that. But... Um, yeah, Easter's coming up anyway. Easter. Celebrate Jesus. Um, also, oh yeah, what I saw today, because you know we're in the sort of era of TV walkouts. There was, because Piers Morgan walked off the other week, um, wanker, and there was Patsy Palmer, um, Bianca from EastEnders. She was on this morning, and they put, what did they put? Because she was having an interview from her home in Malibu. And it's like, you know when they have these people on, there's like, oh, Patsy Palmer or like David Attenborough, blah blah But they, obviously she's had some personal problems in her life with addiction, with whatever it was. I don't even know what she was, if it was substance abuse or, or alcohol or anything like that. I'm not sure what it was. And um, she's just instantly shut them down. She, you can see, like, obviously... You know what's going to happen when you click on the video, but she's she's looking at it and she's like, "I'm not having this at all." And then she shuts it down completely. And Susanna Reid, I like Susanna Reid, but she's kind of gotten to she's hung around with Piers Morgan a bit too much, and because she's sort of she sounded a bit like Piers then, kind of like, "Oh well, I wouldn't know, don't know why she's doing that." Maybe maybe that was just how I saw that's how I sort of took away from it. But yeah, good on Patsy uh, Patsy Park Bianca for um for shutting it down she must get sick of that that no wonder she lives in america now no wonder because she must get so much people walking down the street like bianca but, but you would do it everyone would do it especially if you're out if it, on a night out she must get that all the time there's people who else is like that who just have like one defining thing in there not defining but well almost is but it's there their bit, their main sort of characteristic, or I don't know, it's their thing. I can't even, I can't, I can't find the words tonight. But it's, there's so many people, like Craig David's one. I know my friend's, um, her sister had Craig David at her wedding. It's not that they were friends with Craig David; they just kind of had a campaign of, you know, let's get Craig David to the wedding. And I think the groom did a. They did like a video production of, you know, getting up on a Tuesday, like trying to get like Craig David to the wedding or something like that. I think I might be wrong, but I think that was how they angled it or tried to do it. And DMing people or adding people on Twitter, like famous people on Twitter is, you know, they're not going to really see your thing unless it really sticks out. But I think it, it was like, and they prepared themselves for, I think they provide, they prepared content for like trying to get him to the wedding. And if it worked, it worked. If it didn't, you know, so whatever he's, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty whatever, but he replies like, yeah, yeah, cool, whatever. But I think I might be wrong in this, but I think he said, I think for him to get, obviously he went there, no problem, top bloke, but apparently people couldn't, go up to him or people couldn't say like Craig David which it would be so hard at a wedding when everyone is absolutely pissed up and then all of a sudden Craig David rocks up, up out of nowhere and you're like you have to fight back the word you're like that kid in the meme like, ah, like you, you have, you're fighting back the words 
to not say like just you're just kind of chatting because I just imagine the scene where like someone's just chatting to him like yeah 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 how's yeah yeah crazy Dave or just someone's just kind of it's like that bit in Austin Powers he's like more more like you just can't keep it in and that's the same with like Bianca you probably can't keep it in with with old Patsy bless her but I would <laughs> uh, Barry from EastEnders as well no no one even knows his name I think it's Sean, Sean Edwards isn't it yeah, Sean Edwards. Like everyone calls him back. Like in, because uh, he's forever known as Barry. Like in uh, extras, and he's like, uh, you know, like Barry here is Sean. <laughs> he's forever known as Barry. Um, but there's loads of people. Oh, my screen just went a bit weird then. There's loads of people just one word, like one namers. Like they don't know the last name. Like you just don't know these people. Yeah, I think I know Trisha is one of them as well. It's just Trisha. It's just yeah, Trisha or Ellen. It's always, it's always chat show hosts, isn't it? Like Jimmy. Well, no, it's Jimmy Fallon. But Trisha's a big one. Prince as well. Cher. What is Cher's last name? The fuck? What is Cher's last name? Nobody knows, do they? It's not Lloyd. I'll tell you that now. I'll tell you that for free. Uh, one word. Yeah, one one name people. Prince. I've already said that. Bianca, obviously. But yeah, I know that she shut him down. And good on her. Because... You know, that's, and she said before she shut her laptop down, it's like, that happened a long time ago. Get fucked. And yeah, I'm not doing this. I'm sh- I'm shutting your butt down. That's what she, she went all Tarantino on them and just shut their butts down and good on her. But yeah, Susanna Reid, it was a bit, it seems like Piers has rubbed off on her in like her, but she her tone was just kind of like, can't believe like, you know, she's get a grip of herself almost. That's, Susanna, don't don't do it, please. She's one of the good ones. She's one of the good ones. Um, uh, but Ben Shepherd, Ben Shepherd doesn't age either. He's like Ant and Deck. He doesn't he doesn't age. He's been the same. Maybe just he's just very very healthy. When people say that, they're just like you know do you know why they don't age because they they live a very good life. They're very very healthy. But yeah, Ben Shepherd's been the same. Him and Chris, because he do he does the um, Sunday football, like the Sunday papers on Sky Sports, or he used to with Cammy, Chris Kamara. Chris Kamara hasn't really aged either. Chris Kamara is just same pencil tash, gelled curly hair, showtime. I saw him walking up a lat, like going up the ladder at Palace um, to cover the game once, and he was everyone's. He's like he's a rock star. Everyone around because he must have. So I only saw it because everyone just turned and was like, Cammy, Cammy! And then that must be quite something when you're just literally climbing up a ladder and you can see like thousands of people just like, Cammy! Or like, like different angles. And you just kind of like, you got to focus. You, if you're scared of heights, you're kind of like, ooh. But he was like, hey, lads, how's it going? He's like an absolute showtime all the way. Just an absolute Hollywood star, Cammy. Um, but he never ages as well. He's the same. He hasn't got any... He's obviously a middle-aged man, but yeah, he's, he's yeah, fair play to him. They just, uh, you know, they obviously live very, very healthy lives. Hmm. Um, what else have What else have I done? What else have I sort of observed this week? There was um, films I've watched. I've not really, I've not really um, been watching that much TV because I've been so tired in the evenings and because I just like I'm a bit annoyed at myself when I go to bed late. So I'm going to save myself for the weekends. Um, I'm going to. Go for the Sopranos again. I was supposed to watch that 
last weekend, but I'm going to start this weekend of The Sopranos because I've watched the films I was I wanted to watch, always recommended. I watched Queen and Slim on Amazon. That was a great fucking film, really, really good. And that was one of them films where I was like reacting when at the end when it what happened. I'm not going to spoil it, but I was like, oh, like just you, you kind of head in hands, and when like the when you re- reveal the part when it's like, oh, you're like fuck. Like I was just kind of like really. If you've not seen it, this is going to be the most confusing segment ever. But if you've seen it, I think you know what I mean. I was just like head and hands, just like oh no, like I just had to stop what I was doing completely. I think I was I was busy doing something in between, and I was kind of like oh no, and it was but yeah, really really great film, powerful film. I'd recommend it to anyone. I didn't, I, but I never heard maybe because it came out. Did it? I think it came out like late last year or early this year. Because you don't really hear about films in COVID, like the Oscars, the Oscar nominations came out the other day. I don't think I've heard of any of them. I've seen, I know the Stephen Hyun film, the Glenn from. That's another one, Glenn. Wherever he goes, he's Glenn. Um, that his film that looks great. I saw the trailer for that. That looks really, really good. And if yeah, I think he's been nominated. I think he's the first Asian American to be nominated for best actor or best or just for for a role or best um uh yeah i think i think so i'm not sure i think i saw that headline but yeah it's i i really want to see that film because that looks really really good there's the anti hopkins film which i don't know about i didn't think he was still like doing like acting i don't think he was doing acting still but yeah you don't really hear much about because the film the one film I was excited to watch was King of Staten Island and that kind of had a bit of promo but maybe I'm just not yeah paying attention maybe I'm just you know not looking about but yeah it feels that films when they come out you're, you're like oh really that's, that's out but where do, do you have to like pay to watch it on a download or do they, do they just put it out there do they sell it to these companies like Amazon and Netflix to put it on there mainly Amazon I think or do they just download it to other streaming sites? I'm not sure. Tell me. I'm, I'm just a bit of a novice, a bit of a noob in regards to that. But yeah, it's, I know none. Of, I know none of the films. I know, oh yeah, the, the Five Bloods, which I need to watch as well. I heard one of the guys has been nominated for that. I know Chadwick Boseman has been awarded uh, an Oscar. I'm like, I'm not sure what the word is for it. I can look it up. But I'm not quite sure how long it is. It's, it's like a there's like a tribute Oscar for him, which is fair enough because he was in some pretty iconic roles. And it's mad. It's always it's always a shame when these um they it's like they they have to die for the for them to then get the the credit. I know because he got the credit. He he got a lot of credit um for the roles he played and like really big iconic roles. But um, it's a shame that you know someone like that. and Heath Ledger like died. Everyone just jumped on. I don't think anyone was ever saying his name before that. It's just it's one of them, isn't it? I think it's just a it's just a it's just how it is. Even though it wasn't like that for Philip Seymour Hoffman, the strawberry blonde fella from Patch Adams, which will always be referred to as. But he's he 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 got quite a lot of recognition beforehand because he'd, he'd won an Oscar before in Capote, but. And he was—he was, he was just—he he was good in everything he did. He, his best role was definitely um, Sandy Lyle in 
Along came Polly. He was brilliant. Like it's just showtime the whole time, the whole time. He was brilliant, and he's um, it's like uh, oh, rain dance when he's playing basketball, and when he's covering for Ruben, and he's like <clears throat> just like proper going for it, and yeah, he's he's, he's brilliant enough. That that I think that's his best role because I'd like to well. Mm, I think he probably just had a lot. I'd, I'd like to think he had a lot of fun doing that one. I think anyone would have a lot of fun playing that role. And Patch Adams, he was a bit of a, the, the strawberry bomb fella. He's a bit of an arsehole in that, but he came, he comes good at the end of Patch Adams. In Doubt, I've never seen Doubt. I've never seen Capote. In Boogie Nights, he's just a scared, confused young man, like they all are in that film. Um, Boogie Nights is... I've only seen that once, and that was... Yeah, that's a... That, it's a good, but it's a strange film. I, d- I don't know why. I can't really put my finger on it. But it's, it's still a good film. Um, what other films did I watch? Well, yeah, Quinn and Slim was great. Heat. Me and Connor watched Heat. We should really talk about this with Connor because he didn't um, uh, He didn't like it for, for whatever reason. I think Heat's one of them films that is really like important for you just to watch because it's a great film from start to finish. And like, when I was watching it, I was like, obviously, whenever I've watched it, I just watched it and enjoyed it, but this time I was dissecting it a little bit, and this is like all the part. Like it is a long film, but it's like everything matters, and it's like a real story to play. Like the characters in it are fantastic. Like Al Pacino's fantastic. His relationship with his wife, the, like Natalie Portman character, like yeah, um, Robert De Niro, Val Kilmer, and also Val Kilmer in that film it looks like he could be Johnny Depp's brother. Johnny Val Kilmer in general. That that's another person who looked. He was like handsome as fuck, and now he's. I think he's fallen on hard times. Bless him. But come on, Val, pull through. Willow was a great film. Val Val Kilmer was a great in Willow, and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang with Robert Downey. That's a great film. But other than that, I've not really watched. I rewatched the last. I watched the last couple of episodes of that show Wormwood on Netflix, which is really good for anyone who likes. Um, just sort of conspiracy stuff. Even though it's not a conspiracy, it's about a scientist who was murdered by the CIA and it's pretty much about his son trying to find the answers to his death for the last like 50 years. It's mad. It's, it's brilliant. It's a real... When I, when I first saw it, because there's like acting reenactments in it, but there's actual... They're not just using regular Joes in the reenactments. They're using proper actors that you've seen from other stuff. They're people... They're, Oh, he's the person from so and so, or he's the person from such and such. They use those. You recognise the actors' faces in it, but they're actually it's they're portraying a, a real story. And then they cut to the people who are actually involved, like um, Eric Olson, the son of of um, Frank Olson, who was murdered by the CIA. So, and like associates of him, and bloody blah, etc., etc. So, that's a really, really good show. Um, that's one of them. Where I I watch it every now and again because I'm fearful they'll take it off Netflix. But I suppose because if it's a Netflix original, they won't, will they? They will never take, they'll never take their own off, will they? So yeah, we'll 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 see about that. I need to get back into ER, and I need to start. I need to really kick on with the Sopranos because I'm kind of a bit pissed off myself that for someone like me who loves that genre hasn't watched it and hasn't really taken the time to it's taken me so long but at the same time probably a good thing because it's 
Yeah, I, I think I'll, I'll, I'll appreciate it more. Um, yeah, but that will uh, conclude this week's podcast. Um, uh, thanks for sticking with us. Um, pretty good going for just miss, just being on my own. Um, uh, once again, a thank, big shout out to Faster Pasta, the sponsors of the podcast. Check them out. If you're in the Fen this weekend, check them out on the um, uh, face, not Facebook, the Instagram, at FasterPastaCO. Um, they've got a new menu out as well. Great stuff on the menu, and they're yeah, delivering um, across Fen, not Norfolk, um, uh, just Fen, like Ely and the surrounding um, uh, villages and towns. So um, hit them up, um, uh, proudly sponsored by Faster Pasta. Also hit up Gabby Kenny Arts um, for all your um, uh, special like, card needs. For someone's birthday, get my card from Gabby Kenny Art. But yeah, uh, thanks very much, guys, um, uh, for listening to this week's podcast. Um, it's been a tough week for everybody, I know. Um, but yeah, it's uh, hopefully it's going to be getting it's going to get better. And keep smiling. We'll get through this. Um, we'll get through this and uh, have a great week, everybody. Keep smiling. Um, and also, don't forget to check out the Voice Notes podcast uh, page as well on Instagram. And also, check out the sponsors as well. Um, keep them going and keep us fed as well. So, check them out. Have a great week, everybody. Um, keep smiling. And we'll see you next week. Thanks very much. Bye.